This is Father Kevin Hale with the homily for the 17th Sunday in Ordinary Time, the 28th of July. Well, we've just returned from our diocesan pilgrimage to Lourdes, and I suppose when you say the word Lourdes to many people, whether they've got faith or not, they instinctively think about Lourdes as a place of miracles and healing, and of course it is. But we should also think of Lourdes as a place of tremendous prayer. And that's what we are being asked to think about today in the liturgical readings of the Mass. Because the first thing that we learn at the needs of our parents uh, is to pray. And one of the first prayers we learn is the prayer Jesus himself gave us. It's deeply ingrained in our consciousness and goodness knows how many times we have recited the Lord's Prayer, saying it consciously or unconsciously, thinking about each petition, or even without thinking about the meaning of the words, just content to know that we are communing with the Lord. And think too how this prayer links us through generation after generation of Christians. It links us with Peter and Paul, with Augustine to Thomas Aquinas, St Joan of Arc and St Catherine of Siena, St Therese, and Blessed John Henry Newman, right up to the saints and holy people of our present age. Jesus gives us this model of prayer and then two short parables about perseverance in prayer, about not giving up. This is because the natural tendency of our human nature is to lose interest at the slightest obstacle. The Catechism of the Catholic Church devotes the fourth section of its four sections, which it contains to the subject of prayer, and it's in fact a very lovely exposition and opening up of the Lord's Prayer, a lovely reflection on the Our Father. If we believe in the importance of prayer, or at least if we see its importance, then it will seem illogical to us, completely senseless, not to give it time in our lives, not to make it a priority. It's good to remember at this point that prayer isn't about trying to change God's mind, nor is it about telling him what he already knows, because he's got everything in hand, he's made up his mind what he's going to give us already. But maybe think about prayer more in terms of trying to change our minds, to bring our wills into union with the will of God for us. Now virtually every saint and spiritual writer in the history of the church has said something important about prayer. St John Chrysostom says, it is simply impossible for us to leave, lead a virtuous life without the help of prayer. And St Alphonsus, whose feast it is later this week, says, prayer is necessary for salvation and therefore God, who desires that we should be saved, has enjoined it as a command. And Therese of Lisieux, for me, she says, prayer is a surge of the heart. It is a simple look turned toward heaven. It is a cry of recognition and of love, embracing both trial and joy. And many of us, of course, were brought up with the classic definition of St John Damascene. Prayer is the raising of one's mind and heart to God. Prayer is done either using words or using our minds. It's vocal prayer, 
or meditation and contemplation, or even the two joined together as it is in the Holy Rosary. But the essence of prayer is an act of the heart, an act of the will, and the simple desire to communicate with God. Perhaps this is what prompted St Francis de Sales to say, a single Our Father said devoutly is better than many said in haste and without thought. Sometimes, of course, many of us go through life, even into old age, and feel that we've never prayed well. This is because we often have a rather grandiose notion in our minds that prayer is something which is so sophisticated and technical that we could never master it. And that's why we've been given the model of prayer in the Lord's Prayer, the Our Father. First and foremost, it is worship and adoration of God, our Father in heaven. We praise and adore you simply because you are God and you keep us in existence. Secondly, it is filled with thanksgiving, gratitude for all that we are and have been given. As St Paul said, whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. And thirdly, prayer has an asking element. Give us this day our daily bread. Of course, God knows what we need before we ask him, but he teaches us to ask humbly for what we need. And all prayer is answered. Sometimes the answer is yes, sometimes it's no, sometimes the answer is wait a bit longer. Every good parent knows that sometimes it's necessary to say no to a request or wait a bit longer. And God knows what is best for us. We don't. St Bernard says, God either gives us what we ask for or he gives us something far better. It's often only after some time that we see how prayer has been answered. Sometimes too, way beyond what we ever imagined. And then fourthly, prayer should contain an element of seeking pardon. Forgive us our trespasses. Some prayers directly express this, such as the act of contrition, because we all stand in need of mercy and forgiveness, not just occasionally, but daily. But if we're all honest, we know we don't pray nearly enough, despite the fact that our Lord has said pray without ceasing. And the very best place that we pray is before the Blessed Sacrament, because there before the tabernacle, we have Jesus himself. The saints had all their most inspired and fruitful moments in front of the tabernacle. And with reference to last Sunday's Gospel of Martha and Mary, we could say that the tabernacle is Bethany, because it's the place where the Lord is encountered and where we can choose the better part. Well, as always in God's Mother Mary, we have the perfect model of prayer. Every action of her life was a desire for intimate union with God, and that is prayer, intimate union with God. And we know also that her mother's prayers are powerful. They are prayers of persuasion, since in St Bernard's Memorari we know and we pray that it is a thing unheard of that anyone who sought her help and her intercession was left unaided. Let us pray. O God, protector of those who hope in you, 
without whom nothing has firm foundation, nothing is holy. Bestow in abundance your mercy upon us, and grant that with you as our ruler and guide, we may use the good things that pass in such a way as to hold fast even to those that ever endure. Through Christ our Lord. Amen.